we go. And welcome to episode 407 of the Pittsburgh Nerd Podcast. I'm Sean. And I'm Ian. And this is the only podcast that says... This is how the world ends. Swallowed in fire, but not in darkness. You will live on. The voices of our ancestors. Voices of our fathers and our mothers to the last generation. We created the world we think you would have wished for us. And now (laughs) we leave the cradle for the last time. Nice. Yeah. That's from... uh, Babylon Five, yeah. The the season the what what I consider the series finale of Babylon Five, the end okay. of season four, but there is technically a fifth season that I'm now watching. Okay. And it's a it, it I, people are gonna be like what the fuck do you mean by that? And th- this is what I mean by it. Um. So back back in the nineties when this was airing in syndication, um. The the creator of the show had a five year plan. Well, okay. going into the going into the fourth season, the the syndicator was kind of like, uh, yeah, we don't know if you're going to get that fifth season in or not. Uh, so I don't know. You know, this may be the last season. So like they were under the 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 pretense that this the fourth season was going to be the last one. And so what the the creator of the show did is he condensed season five into season four. And so that, so like the final episode was, was really like a, a wrap up to the series. And uh, then for season five, TNT stepped in and uh, they bought the rights to the show for, you know, and they, um they did the fifth season, which isn't that good. As I yeah. recall, <laughs> and um, and any any spinoffs that they did, and they did a, a spinoff called uh, Crusades, I believe. I feel it's called Babylon Five Crusades or something like that. Okay. Um, but the first four seasons, like I'm, I'm into the fifth season now. Like there's a lot I don't remember because I don't I didn't watch a ton of it. I, I don't remember why. Like it was like for some reason like I just didn't catch the fifth season or all or all of it. Uh-huh. Um, so like the fifth season is kind of like a, ooh, but like what I remember of it was like it was bad, uh-huh. and it hasn't been like great so far. I'm only like three or four episodes, and it's like, oh, okay, this is the direction they went. I see, but the first four seasons were so fucking good. Yeah, you know, like I I I tip my hat to everybody involved with that show because it it was in many ways ahead of its time as as far as like I mean it it very much you can see the influence that that show has on Battlestar Galactica in a lot of ways mm-hmm. um just from the aspects of the way Ronald Moore approached uh po- politics and religion on mm-hmm. Babylon, on, on on Battlestar Galactica, a lot of that you can see. Like, he probably like took some of that. I mean, don't get me wrong. Like the Battlestar Galactica also has a very post nine eleven feel to it because it's supposed to. Yeah. 
Um, but there's a lot that you can see was just kind of like an influence from Babylon five. Right. You know, and, uh, Damn, that was a good show. <laughs> like, if you can get past like the, the 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 really really shitty special effects, and they are they're they're shitty, and and some of the sets are bad. But the like it's like funny like where they invested their money was like in the makeup department, because the aliens look phenomenal. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but it's like the rest of it, you're just like, man, I've I've seen better sets of the high school musical <laughs> you know like, like really that that's what they went with oh okay <laughs> you know yeah but but overall but but, but they did it they, the show was done on such a you know uh a compromised budget mm. like that what money they did have they invested in the special effects which unfortunately any money they spent there they got robbed of <laughs> but uh the other thing they, they invested the money in was the was the character makeup um because there are a lot of the cat like the a lot of the main characters are are aliens like jakar is like this reptilian thing and i mean he looks phenomenal in every fucking episode uh-huh. you know and um it's just a really well done show like and, and from a story standpoint like it's like i said i mean, I mean like i said it, it is the second best science fiction show I've ever watched behind Battlestar. Wow. And pretty cool. Yeah. I mean, and, and that's, I mean, it's, it's one of the, the best shows ever made in my opinion. And, and it sits right there behind Battlestar as far as like the story that it told the characters, like everything about it was just really well done. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, I'm looking forward to finishing season five and then moving on to, to something else because there's been a lot of B5. <laughs> All right. So how, how are you? Uh, pretty good. Yeah. Just hanging around. Yeah. Well, happy hanging anniversary. Out. Is it today? Um, it was th- this week was the beginning of the great toilet paper rise of 2020. What? Yeah, th- this 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 week was the um was like when sports shut down. For, oh, oh, anniversary. Okay, okay. Like th- this is like this is the week that everything started to shut down. The mask mandate started kicking in. The, cl- the the closing of businesses like all the shit that started like this is this is the week that the dominoes started the fall yeah 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 so it was a year ago this week that the great toilet paper rise of 2020 started right 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 <clears throat> I thought it was the anniversary of my meat sweat episode I'm oh You know, a, a story Nancy loves to have me tell mm-hmm. is the story of, of you at, at fucking, uh, um, uh, not Old Country Buffet. Oh, the Golden. The Golden Corral. <laughs> that place shut down. Did it? Yeah. I was out there a couple weeks ago. I was on 22, and 
Uh-huh. Driving past it's like all the signage is taken down and everything. Really? Yeah. I guess the crowd couldn't make it through the pandemic. Yeah, I mean they can't. They have to have yeah. a crowd in order to be able to. Yeah, but I mean like places like that. Cause I mean that place is always busy. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was. Yeah. I mean, you could just fucking pig out on food though. Oh yeah. I mean, it, you went in there with an appetite. You got your money's worth. There's no doubt about it. But like it was like just funny. Like I'm driving past it. I'm like, wow, the Golden Crown shut down. This is the end of times. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, I mean, literally, though, I mean, like, buffets are off the table. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, so, you know, that's what kind of sucks. You know, I was thinking about that the other day. I, uh, we ordered um, food for me to park. Yeah. And I picked it up on the way back home, you know, mm-hmm. after I picked Ellie up from dance class. And uh, I was like, man, I could really go for a neat park salad bar. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I like the salad. I mean, you know, I love salads, period. Yeah. But, um, I love that fucking salad bar. So then I, you know, then I went to order breakfast because I was like, fuck it. You know, I love bre- I love dinner breakfast. Yeah. Oh, who does that? Uh, and I ordered, uh, you know, the the... I don't know what it's called. It's the big breakfast they have. I can't remember what the name of it, but you get pancakes and eggs. Yeah. And uh, they took took the hash off the menu. Corned beef hash? Yeah, it's off the menu. Wow. Yeah, can't get it. That's shocking. Yeah, because that that was one of my favorite dinners or breakfast there is corned beef hash and eggs. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's, that's surprising. It was a, that was like a, a, a I don't want to say a big seller, but you know, you'd get a lot of people would be like, and they would fucking like tell you like, I want my eggs over easy, and then I want the eggs on top of of the, the hash. Hash. Yeah, yeah, because that's really the way to eat it. Yeah, <laughs> you know I mean, oh yeah. You know, it's funny when they were start. You know, it's funny people started putting um um. You know, we've been watching Food Network and all that shit for years. Um, but, you know, the quail egg on top of things or the egg yeah. on, on the sirloin or whatever. Shit, man, I've been doing that. I've been putting eggs on my hash for fucking since I was six. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> That's old school, motherfucker. That's old school. I don't mind cracking egg on a sirloin, but I'd rather have it over corned beef hash. You know, I have been jonesing. For two things, huh. I, I may I may solve one of these tomorrow. I just may get in my car and go get it. One is Long John Silver's. You better wait till that stomach heals up. You <laughs> <laughs> like oil slick coming out of your ass. But I have just been like, I have been in the mood for some for some Long Johns, like in the yeah. worst way. You know, the I, other, I'd go for some, I, I could go for some Long John's too. Good. Yeah. But the other thing is like good barbecue. Yeah. Like there's a place in Monroeville I got to try. Um, I was looking at, cause like I was watching and every once in a while I just get stuck and it's like, okay, I'll, 
I'll watch a little bit of this. That's that, that goofy diners drives in and dives. Yeah. I just, I hate Guy Fieri. Like, he annoys yeah. the fuck out of me. But, like, the places that he goes to with that show, like, a lot of them, I'm like, okay, yeah, this looks interesting, you know. But they were, it was like, like it was just like all barbecue shit. I was just like, oh, man, that brisket looks good. Mm, barbecue brisket. Mm, I look at you, some good, good dry rub brisket. <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. And, uh, so I'm, I found a place in Monroeville that they, uh, they, they do like dry rub and shit like that. Where's that at? It's, um, you, you know, like, um, what's the name of it? Uh, let me look it up here. I got the menu sitting on my phone. No, it's uh, let's get rid of that. Porn. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Big Rigs Barbecue. Oh, it's okay. on Center Road in Monroeville. All right. So, so it's like, it's right there in, n- near where um the exchange is on 22. Oh, yeah, I know where that's at. Yeah, it's like, there's like that little road that goes down. Yeah, I know yeah, exactly. Yeah, down there. Yeah, that's Center Road. But, uh. By my favorite Mexican place. Yeah, yeah. But they got um, Texas style brisket, 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 brisket. Um, now playing, now serving brisket with your song choice of Roxette. Yeah, prime prime brisket, salt and pepper rub, with a fourteen hour smoke. Mm. Uh, now this uh, sliced pork belly. It's a house blend rub in a hickory and cherry wood four-hour smoke. I'm like, mm, that sounds that sounds really fucking good, <laughs> you know. Um, Bardeen Cabasa, original or cheddar jalapeno. That sounds delicious. Baby back ribs in a house dry rub on hickory wood for a four-hour smoke. They have like a brisket grilled cheese sandwich. No shit. Texas-style brisket, aged cheddar and white American cheese, tomato jam, and rustic sourdough. Dude, that sounds fucking amazing. (laughs) Yes. How much is that? 15 bucks? 14 bucks. It better be a big fucking sandwich. It comes with a couple sides or some fries at least. Um, All sandwiches include a choice of pit beans, braised cabbage and bacon, sweet slaw, collard greens, or cornbread. Man. Upgrade to a premium side of mac and cheese or twice fried potatoes for $2. That's an expensive meal for a sandwich. It better be fucking good. That's but a witch's brew right there. Hmm? That's a witch's brew. <laughs> Aged cheddar, beans, <laughs> all our greens. God damn. I don't know. Maybe we should try. I, I, I am going to try. Like I'm, I'm probably going to go out next weekend and give it a whirl. But like... The mac and cheese 
It's a creamy three cheese blend of American cheddar and pepper jack. Mm-hmm. <laughs> For an extra two fifty, you can add it chopped brisket or pulled pork. That just sounds divine. I would definitely go with the brisket. Yeah. I mean, if it's the same for each one, if it's it's the same for brisket or pulled pork. Yeah, you, you got, got brisket. Brisket. Yeah. Cornbread baked with corn and aged cheddar cheese, finished with barbecue spiced uh, honey butter. Sick. No, I'm just like, like my mouth is watering just thinking about this shit. Yeah, you know. That's probably after you unloaded. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's it. Like tomorrow's I'm going to I'm going to the lawn It's like you know, we didn't discuss on the show, but like I had some uh some tummy troubles earlier today. You know, so <laughs> I'll get the long johns tomorrow, but like I want my stomach to be right for this. Yeah. You know. I'm making uh. Well, I'm not. I don't know who's making it. One of us will make it. <laughs> We're making uh, corned beef tomorrow. Corned beef? You going to hash that shit up? Well, whatever's left. <laughs> yeah. So you're, you're you're already planning it, though. You're already like, you know. Yeah. 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 I'm going to make a uh, hash. <laughs> yeah. But. <laughs> well, I'm going to smoke first. No, I'm just kidding. Um, no, but we're going to. Cook that up. We're gonna do St. Patty's Day tomorrow. So. Oh yeah. So corned beef, corned beef, and then uh, the cabbage and potatoes, and then um, the, the soda, sour bread, soda, soda bread, soda bread. soda bread. Yeah, that would be cool. Yeah, they make really good soda bread. Yeah. And then uh, I, you know, I always, every time I buy corned beef, though, I always buy like. Two big ones. Yeah. Because you, you can eat on that for days. Oh, yeah. Like ham. I, I, yeah. I, I'll make uh, either hash or fucking um, um, just, you know, cut it up for a sandwich. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I just, I love corned beef, so. But we got to get in early tomorrow. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to cook that fucker for like six hours. <laughs> I do. Yeah, oh, yeah. Like, yeah, I have I a blame you. In one of my fleet market finds, uh, I uh, have, um, you know, I bought that double Dutch oven. Yeah. It's, yeah this, will, this will be perfect for this. Yeah. That's what I was just thinking. I remember that double Dutch oven you got. I was like thinking, I bet you remember that. that. Um. Yeah, because it fits. It'll fit two whole chickens in it. Yeah, and this should fit the you know the roast. I mean the uh, corned beef just fine. Yeah. So that's the plan. I love those Dutch ovens. Yeah. I, I was. I mean, I got. We have two. Um, I found one in a state sale, and I got mom's. You know what I mean? Yeah. And um, the. Uh, but I've just been buying them ever since. When I found that big dog, I was like, this is it. Yeah. You know what I mean? We, uh, they've made soup in that motherfucker. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know? I mean, like, that thing is, like, it's really good. So. So, yeah. So, tomorrow's uh, definitely corned beef. Nice. 
So, yeah, that's it for the week. I haven't really watched much of anything. Um, I watched the season premiere of Punky Brewster. Oof. It's better than Fuller House, I can tell you that much. Really? Okay. Yeah. Um, and then uh, Freddie Prince Jr. is on it, too, which is kind of funny. Yeah. But he, yeah, he's fun. actually a pretty cool character. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I, I like his character. Um, this show's kind of corny in parts, but, yeah, sorry. Um, I've never had a problem with Freddie Prince Jr. I've always liked him. Yeah, and he... His acting is really good in this show. Yeah. It's shocking. He, um, yeah. two of the things he's done that I absolutely loved, one is highly underappreciated, and that was the Wing Commander movie. That I'm, I know, you know, since I never played Wing Commander, I don't know much about it, but I know people who played the game say it's an atrocity. But yeah. I enjoyed the movie. Like, I thought the movie was really fucking good. Yeah. It's got him and it's got a fucking, um, Matthew Lillard in it. Yeah. <sighs> I know how much you love Lillard, so it's a movie so worth looking up. But the other thing he did is he's the voice of uh, Kanan Jarrus on Star Wars Rebels. Oh, yeah? Yeah. So he's, he, put, he has to play a Jedi. That's pretty neat. Yeah. So, like, like plus I just, I think, like, overall, like, I, I just never had a problem with him. Like, I, like, even, like, during, like, the teen heartthrob years, I was like, yeah, he's not a bad actor. You know, nah. he was good in Scooby Doo. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the first Scooby Doo is fantastic. <laughs> the first Scooby Doo is a really good fucking movie. It is. It's not bad at all. No. <clears throat> um. Anyway, um, Freddie Prince Jr., Sarah Michelle Geller, Linda Cardellini. Yeah, as Velma. Hmm. <laughs> and Matthew Lillard. And Matthew Lillard. Yeah, I mean, yeah. That's I mean, a, it's a it's a fucking a killer perfect. cast. Yeah, yeah, it's perfect. Um. So yeah, so I did that. Um. Trying to think what else I watched, if anything. Not much. I've been going through a lot of cards. And we're yeah. cleaning up the basement. Yeah. And, like, I have everything separated. I have, like, um, there was a lot of sets down there. Like, you know, yeah. like 1991 Don Russ baseball. Not even sets, just yeah, a whole shit ton of cards with a lot of doubles. And yeah. I rifled through them and got rid of pretty, well, you know, those Don Russ sets are worth shit. Um, especially in the 90s. Yeah. Um but one thing I've been avoiding um and I I don't know why it's it's the sport that I'm most interested in not most interested in but the second sport that I'm interested in the most and I've been just avoiding those hockey cards. For some reason down the road I just inherently got so many fucking hockey cards. It's just yeah. absolutely ridiculous. I mean just ridiculous. So I started going, th- well, I started finishing up the footballs and stuff like that. And then I started going through uh, some hockey. So um, I've whittled down some sets and 
we're yeah. cleaning the basement out. I'm trying, we're trying to make, you know, that one room. We're trying to just get things in there where we can just put games and Christmas stuff and Halloween stuff, you know, just yeah. organize. <clears throat> but, um, but I've been coming across these boxes, these short boxes. Um, very weird. Um, I've been across. I don't know where I got these from. Yeah. <laughs> they're just, you're, you've seen the small boxes, right? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Like, they're just like, I don't know, like this long. You yeah. Know what like, I'm talking about? like a good 10 to 12 inches long. Yeah. 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 Like, I, I used to have like bought, like you could buy like the whole, like, um, the whole run and they'd come in like a 12 inch box like that for one yeah. series. Yeah. Yeah. And then I have smaller boxes that I've been coming across too. They're maybe like eight inches. You know what I mean? And um, it was labeled. Some of the boxes were labeled, you know, like um, tops, whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, They came across this short box and it said tops 88, I think. Maybe 87. Yeah. Anyway. And I was like, and I just threw it to the side. And like, I was like, I'll, I'll, I'll go through it later. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I kept doing that for years and years and years. Right. Cause I've had this box cards for probably five, six years now. Yeah. And I kept throwing these boxes to the side. And for, and for those who don't know, I mean, when Ian goes to estate sales, he looks for like, you have a number of things that you target. Like cards is one thing. Like mm-hmm. classic, like our our Atari cartridges and shit like that is another. But then like classic. you're also but you but you also look at like antiques and stuff. But like two two things that you always like when you go to estate sales or you go to Goodwill or you know and stuff like that. You're always two things you are constantly looking for are Atari games and and cards of any type, like sport sports related sports met cards. Right, and I picked up yeah. some really good cards out of the estate sales. Yeah. Now, I picked up a lot of junk, but I, I've also picked up some really good cards, sealed right. cards, like especially right. Steelers. Um, mm-hmm. You've seen my Steeler collection, and it's yeah, it's I wouldn't say impressive, but it's getting there. And yeah, uh, you, I mean, you've got, a, like, you've got a number of cards from like the seventies that mm-hmm. are like, and you know, like I think you got like Lambert rookies and Swan rookies, mm-hmm. and you know, like guys like that that you have going back that right. far, you know. Yeah. So it's not it's not just like a bunch of cards from the nineties with, you know, um Green and Lloyd and, and guys like that. You you, you yeah, got a speed collection. Yeah. Right, right, right. And it goes deeper in baseball too. As much right. you know, it's so weird. Like I don't even like baseball that much, but I like the cards. <laughs> I don't yeah. know why. But like I have a Lou Brock. I mean I I've picked up a lot of shit over the yeah. years. Um but uh <laughs> anyway, so back to this. I found this box of cards and said, you know, 1988 tops or 87 tops or something like that. And I'm cleaning downstairs and I was like, ah, I'll take this up next to my on the couch and I'll rifle through these cards and get rid of like most of them, you know, because they're garbage. Yeah. Yeah. I open this box up and I was like, and I pull out, you know, I don't know, two inches, three inches of cards for me to start, you know, flipping through. 
and uh, they're pirates. And I was like, oh, cool, you know, first, you know, first thing I pull out is pirates. So and Jim Leland's like number one, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Number one part I'm going through. And all of a sudden there's a fucking Benia. There's a Bond Benia mm-hmm. and a Bonds card. Nice. And I'm like, that's cool. Bonds is going in plastic. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. And, and well, the Benia and the Bonds and the Bonds Benia are going in plastic. You yeah. know what I mean? And I have the rest of the Pirates there, too, for that series, right. for that top series. I'm like, that's awesome, you know? It's cool. It's a really good Bonds card. The borders are good. There's no rips, scratches, dents, nothing. It's, I'd say, an eight. I mean, it's it's a good card. Yeah. So I pick up another two inches of card. It's Jim Leland again. The whole fucking box is just Pirates. Yeah. So I'm pulling out Bonds after Bonds after Bonds after Bonds after Bonds. I mean, I had... I think when I was done, I had um, close to 15 bonds, 15 bonds Benia, and uh, 15 Benia. Yeah. And I, a Sid Bream rookie. Oh, wow. 15 Sid Bream rookies. Yeah. Sid Bream, I'm pretty sure I'm right on that. That's about the year, right? 87, 88. Yeah, somewhere down there. Yeah, I'm sure. I mean, the Sid Bream rookies, it's maybe four bucks, three bucks, whatever. You know what I mean? But the Bonds and Benia and the Bonds, the Bonds is worth the most. Yeah. I mean, as much as a dickhead that guy was, seriously. Yeah. I mean, I mean, you can still play baseball and people still play. They were both assholes, but Dan, they could play baseball. Yeah, right. Yeah. So, yeah, so I picked up all those. I was like, holy shit, you know what I mean? So I put all the rest of the Pirates back in the box and kept those out. I have a box, a working box, if that makes any sense. Yeah. Do you know what I'm talking about? I have a box that I'm working through. You know what I mean? And, um, yeah, but that was pretty cool. You drinking ponies? Huh? You drinking ponies? (laughs) No, they're just cans. It just it looks like a small can, like it looks like an eight ounce can. <laughs> ponies. Like you're drinking ponies. Mm. I'm sorry. It just caught me off guard there. That's all right. No, but I found, I found some good stuff as I've been going yeah. through. Because you know how I am. I'll, I'll go and pick up a bag of cards and I'll just put it downstairs and I won't even get to it. Yeah. You know, so I have like six or seven bags down there full of cards or boxes that I yeah. never went through. So now I'm kind of like going through them and I'm, you know, no, oh, yeah, I get that. Stuff. Then I found a box of, um, a long box of, it was not what I mean by long box, not comic, but I mean like a 15 inch box. Yeah. It said, um, I forget something hockey. <laughs> And it was various hockey cards yeah. throughout the um, 80s and 90s. I, I pulled out 15 Yarmir Yager rookies. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. that's a lot of Yarmir Yager rookies. Yeah. I mean, it, it's the bulk of what I have versus what, you know. I mean, yeah. Yarmir Yager rookie graded sells for a good eh, good pop. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, but when you got 15 of them. You know what I mean? On top of, I have a graded Yarmir, and I have three hard plastic Yarmirs, but 
these are virgin cards that have never i mean like they're perfect i mean they're not even yeah tight so i mean like as i've started going through these hockey cards i'm getting stuff like tons of gretzky's uh not many lemuse because we're a pittsburgh town so lemuse not going to be in the decks right um but there's a lot of gretzky's uh, I got I got a lot of Forsberg rookies. I mean, there's a lot of hockey from yeah. '88 to 2005, say. Yeah. That I'm pulling like a shit ton of rookies out. Yeah. So that's really it. I mean, you look at these sets. The the only thing that's worth really anything are the rookies, and yeah. <laughs> unless you got like you know jersey stuff which i don't even collect and that's like yeah i mean it's cool i mean like that's where the money's at right or autos autographs and stuff like that i'm more of a simpler man and just like the hockey card (laughs) yeah i get that yeah so anyway that's what i've been doing is going through some cards that's cool i was thinking about you today i was like man sean should be going through these football cards with me yeah that's always fun. Because I, I put it together uh, the other day. I think I have 35 Bo Jackson rookies. Jesus. <laughs> and Bo Jackson is still is still a good card to get. Oh, yeah. Oh, Do you yeah. know what I mean? Like, you go for the names like Marino, Montana, Jerry Rice. You know what I mean? Um, and names thrown in here and there and Barry Sanders, but I counted them. I was like, holy fuck, that's a lot of Bo Jackson rookies. That is. You know what I mean? Yeah. Personally, I like football cards are my favorite, so. Yeah. Lisa just bought one. Lisa. Okay. Bought a football card online. I have to tell you this. This is a great story. Do you know which football card she got? No, I don't. I don't even know the player. I can't even remember the player. But uh, it's a card that has, like, you know, you see the player. I think Uh it's a pro set. Okay. And uh, those were garbage. Except for Favre's rookie. But in the background are the Mendendez brothers. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> oh it's tremendous huh? oh it's a basketball card basketball, a basketball card, card. Oh, okay yeah, yeah. Okay. the menendez brothers are in the background nice yeah i thought it was great that's tremendous yeah i was like and i've i've gone i went through all my basketball cards i did i went through yeah. every basketball card i have i mean i have basketball cards from the 60s i mean i mean there i have a lot i mean yeah I probably have a five slaughter just full yeah. filled basketball cards, all, you know, all plastic. My Jordans yeah. are a separate box, but um, I could not. And I had, you know, I have a lot of junk cards that I've never gone through of basketball. And I'm looking, I could not find this card. I could yeah. not. I, I just didn't have it. And, uh, and I couldn't believe it because you know, the amount of cards I have. Yeah. And, uh, uh, damn it! If she went out and bought it on eBay, nice. <laughs> yeah, I thought that's it was- like that's like buying a card because it's got Spike Lee in the background. 
Yeah, but come on, the Menendez it's the brothers. The Menendez brothers, I get that. Yeah, I mean, it's a yeah. bit different. I mean, I mean, Spike Lee went to a lot of Knicks games. But still, like, I mean, it would be like that, that oddball thing of, like, well, I don't want the player. I want the person in the background. You know. There's a card that uh, is worth, like, quite a bit of money. Um, it's like my... Uh, I don't know my ghost card. Like I, I just can't like, find your 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 great white whale. It is. Yeah. And it's get it gets better. Uh, so it's I, I think it's Charles Haley. I'm almost positive, and I think it's I think it's a '92 set of pro set. Yeah. But it's an error card. Okay. Right. And um. The way the card is set up is there's a regular. I'm just gonna say Charles Haley. I, he's from San Francisco for sure, but I, 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 I'm, I'm thinking Charles Haley. But the card, it looks like a normal card, right? Mm-hmm. It's a normal ten cent card. Mm-hmm. Um, but there was also an error card thrown out there too. It's same card, right? right? But his belt or someone's belt is like loose. Or something like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the car. He looks like he has this three foot penis. <laughs> nice. Like, no, seriously. I mean, like, if you look at the error card, it's like, it does. I mean, like, it, yeah. it's not even from him. It's I think it's from another player. How it's how it's how the action shot is positioned. Yeah. It looks like he's getting ready to tackle somebody with a hard on. No, seriously. Nice. I mean, it, yeah. it's like a fucking and. Uh, just even the look of the belt. I mean, it, it's it's crazy, right? Yeah. Um, they of course they discontinued the card, but I think the card is worth like buku. Yeah. You know, and it's just one of those errors. It's not just yeah. someone's name, or it's not the Frank Thomas error. You know what I mean? It's it's not it's not those type of errors. I mean, yeah. this is really like a, a fuck up where like kids are like shocked. Yeah. <laughs> like, I thought you were gonna say the Billy Ripken card. <laughs> no. no, this Charles Haley card is fucking fantastic. Yeah. I nice. mean, you got to look it up when you get a chance. Yeah. I think it's Charles Haley. I, could be wrong, but I, I'm I'm pretty sure it's him. Anyway, all right, off cards. All right. Well, while we're on sports, I'm going to get into this because this offended me. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it, it takes a great deal to offend me, but this this actually did the trick. This week it was announced that the Michigan State Spartan basketball team is to be called the Michigan State Spartans presented by Rocket Mortgage. Oh, come on. That is their official name now. That's pretty bad. Like, how much money, fucking money do these colleges need? Oh, it, it offends. I mean, that that's what offends me even more. Like, like where is the line? Like, I've always had a problem with soccer because I hate soccer uniforms or or kits, as somebody I'm sure will correct me. Yeah. Because they're nothing but corporate advertising. 
Right. It's like the name and number on the back, and then I got Chevy's logo on the front, or or IMG, or you know, like it's it the, the shirts are just covered in corporate logos. It's just like you know, it, it looks like a NASCAR. You know, you know how much can how much space can we sell on the shirt? You know, right. and so I've always hated that about like soccer, and like even when like MLS started off, like they immediately went to that. Like Im- like it was like it's almost like soccer tradition to just sell off as much space on your shirt as possible. Right. You know, so that that I, that's one of the reasons. I mean, it's a stupid reason, but. As somebody who enjoys the aesthetic of the game, it it's off-putting to me. Okay. Um, a couple of years ago, the NBA uh, is selling a space on their jersey now for corporate logos. Yeah. And that bothered me. I was like, oh, that's just gross. You know? Yeah. Like, it's it's bad enough, but like, and then this year, the NHL, they actually have a corporate logo on the helmets now. Okay. Like, the Penguins have, like, PPG on their on their helmets. Right. Um, also, to me, gross. Like, I, I it just, it's off-putting. Like, I, I, I just don't like it. But, okay. uh, you know, to, like, just completely sell out your name. To like like we are the Michigan State Spartans presented by Rocket Mortgage, right? Is like as offensive as you could possibly be. Right, right, right. Like, uh, and if I was an announcer, I would have a hard time saying that. Right. Yeah, I know. I, I hear you. That's, that's weird. Like, there are a lot of ways you could, like, you know, sponsor the team. Like, get your name prominently displayed by the team. Like, as much as I hate it, like, you know, selling ad space on the floor makes more sense. Right, right. You know what I mean? You want that Rocket Mortgage logo, you know, in the lane? Fine. Go for it. Put it on but the, the backboard. Yeah. But like yeah. this is just this just made me feel dirty. <laughs> yeah, I get that. You know, and like where does it end? Like like when when the pro teams do that, like when when the you know the Pittsburgh Steelers, you know, presented by UPMC. No, no. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, but that's like, you know. <laughs> That, that's the road we're going down. Yeah, I know. You know. I got offended, too, the other, this week. Really? When were you offended? By a, by a TV show. Wow. The Masked Singer. Okay. And, yeah, I know. You probably don't watch it, but... No. no girls watch it. And so we're watching, you know, we're watching The Masked Singer. I mean, I watch it too. I, I think it's kind of fun just trying to figure out who it is. You know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, so we're watching The Masked Singer. And uh, someone's dressed up like a raccoon. Okay. Okay. No, seriously. Yeah. Like a raccoon, you know. You've seen the costumes, I'm sure. Yeah. yeah. And they come out and... Uh, <clears throat> 
you know, low husky voice, can't sing where the shit. Sang Wild Thing. Um, you could tell they were old. And uh, immediately I was like, yeah, that's, that's fucking Nick Nolte. <laughs> I mean, like, <laughs> I mean, it's got to be. Yeah. It's got, I mean, you know the voice, right? Yeah. And then someone else said, uh, uh, maybe it's Gary Busey. And I was like, yeah, it's fair. Yeah. It's very similar. Very yeah. similar. And uh, I still think it's Nick Nolte. And, uh, and you know how Nick Nolte talks. And you know how Gary Busey talks. Yeah. And so they and so it relays back to the judges. And so Thick and everybody else has to guess. They try to guess on who it is. Yeah. Right. Thick's usually pretty good because he's music, right? I mean, like, yeah. you know, he knows people. So uh recognizes voices and everything like that. So they get to the woman. I can't I don't know who she is. I don't know if she was I don't know. I mean She's popular. I, I just don't know who she is. And um, is it Jenny McCarthy? No, no, no. It's the other one. It's the other chick. Okay. I don't know. So, Pussycat Dolls, maybe one of those uh, chicks. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's beyond me. But she goes, well, I think she said something like, you know, I have three guesses, and, I, and she was like, I think it's possibly uh nick nolte and i was like okay yeah. i agree with that i mean that's what i said mm-hmm. then she goes um i think now nah, it might be uh gary Busey. another great guess yeah yeah another great guess those were the two for me right and then she said you're not gonna believe this and then she said, but I think, and she was like, I think that, that this who it is, I think it's Sammy Hagar. <laughs> and I was like, bitch, please. I mean, like, I could not believe, I was so offended, I almost, I almost stopped watching it. Yeah. I was like, it's apparent that you don't know music at all. Yeah. Because Sammy Hagar can still fucking hit the notes yeah. that he hit 35, 40 years ago. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, <clears throat> I was so offended. I, I just couldn't believe it. I was like, it, it totally discredited her. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. from knowing music at all. That's harsh. To throw Sammy Hagar into the fuck Nick Nolte and fucking Gary Busey. I mean, come on now. That that's out of nowhere. I mean, like Sammy Hagar. Like I was just watching, you know. Sammy's been releasing like music that they've been doing during the pandemic while they're separated. Like I guess they're doing on Zoom or something all together. Like a lot of artists are doing that, and they mm-hmm. they just did a like a this was his band the Circle. And uh, they just did um, Don't Tell Me What Love Can Do, Mm -hmm. the little Van Halen song. And, I mean, it sounded like it was 1995 all over again, I thought. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Like, I mean, Sammy, it's like funny. It's like Sammy still got it. (laughs) Weird, right? It is. And I don't know. I I mean, I don't know if it's good tequila or or what. Because, like, I went from that. 
to watching like David Lee Roth like five years ago doing Panama, and it was upsetting. Because Dave is nowhere near right like what he used to be in 1985. <laughs> I I feel the same way with um. I feel very. I, I feel the same way with um, Vince Neil. Yeah. Like sometimes he's there, and then I, I see this live footage where he's like, "Come on, driven driver, do that." You know what I mean? Like driving my taxi. I mean, like it's not even making any sense. Yeah. And it's not even hitting notes. I mean, it's like. I mean, like, come on. You know what I mean? Like, like I don't want to see this Vince Neil singing Live Wire. No, that's what I mean. Like, that, that's my problem. Like, I mean, like, yeah, it's like, oh man, it's it's upsetting because I mean, like, and it's not like he had songs that were gonna like ruin his voice. I think his lifestyle ruined his voice. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, you know, it's not like, you know, like um, Sebastian Bach. I mean, he yeah. sang songs that probably ruined his voice. Um, I think he smokes, too. But, I mean, but yeah. what I'm saying is, like, I still like Sebastian Bach. But um, Vince, you know, it's, it's like, you know, you know, he eats, like, seven cheeseburgers and comes out on stage. I, I just can't. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know like, exactly what you before mean. Before again, they put his ass on a diet. How fucking like when Nikki Six is telling you to fuck, hey man, if you want to go on tour, you need to get on a fucking diet, man. You look like a fucking beast. <laughs> Seriously. When when I saw Van Halen and, and get me another uh, five backup singers, please. Yeah. When I saw Van Halen, um, Vince Neil was the opening act. Hmm. Okay, and it was like hard to watch because he like he still had the vocals, but he was fat Vince Neil. Mm. You know, like it was like who, you know, and he and he's still trying to be like you know sex god Vince Neil, and you're just like oh Vince, yeah, stop. just just take it's off just the leather pants, <laughs> yeah, just take them off, dude. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I, you got a fupa, you know. <laughs> So, yeah, right. So the, ne- but no, the next, you know what you mean. yeah, but then I saw him a few years later, and it was like you know, Vince Neil on Slim Fast. Yeah, because he looked good. Yeah, yeah. You know, he's hit, still hitting all the notes. I mean, he looked looked phenomenal. But now, like, 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 and that was like you know, twenty three years ago. I saw, him. <laughs> you know, right. so it's like like today, it's like, man. I do not want to see Vince Neil try. Yeah, I mean, it's like a, oh, he's singing too fast for love, and then he goes into this psychotic break. And then, like, a minute later, he comes, too fast, too f-, and he's sounding great, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's just so weird. I just, I don't know. Like, I don't want to see a... I can't dog him too much, because, I mean, like, fuck, it's crew, man. I mean, yeah. I, I fucking love crew. But it's like I said, like when they announced that giant tour, that stadium tour with what Poison and Def Leppard, I think. Yeah. Like you know, pre pre Corona. Mm. 
I was just like, ah, you could not pay me to go to that show. Because I know Vince is not going to sound good. I am going to bet dollars of donuts Brett Michaels doesn't sound good. I don't know. Brett Michaels still has his voice. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, Def Leppard's down. I mean, you know, those guys. I, I mean, I saw them at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame a couple of years ago. They still sounded good. Yeah, I mean, yeah. they're like. Def Leppard's like Duran Duran. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, they're just not going to sound bad. <laughs> yeah. It, but it's weird, like, how, like, some people, like. If Robert Plant gets on stage today and starts singing, starts singing old Zeppelin songs, he sounds awful. Yeah. If Mick Jagger gets on stage and is doing old Stone songs, Under he my still sounds foot. really fucking good. Yeah, isn't that weird? Like, it's like weird. <clears throat> Speaking of Stones, I found a uh, GNR treasure. A Guns N' Roses treasure. I, I, I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe it. Guns N' Roses did a, uh, you probably know already, but I mean, Guns N' Roses did a version of Sympathy for the Devil. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's fucking fantastic. Yeah, it, it was on the um, Interview with the Vampire. Interview with the Vampire soundtrack, yeah. Correct. But I had forgotten about it. Oh. And now they released some kind of online, you know, greatest hits or whatever. Yeah. It's fucking fantastic. It is. It is a really fucking good version of that song. I'm and I, I've, I mean, like people love that version of the song, and I've heard interviews with Slash where he was like, "None of us were ever in the same room together to record that." Thank God. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. He's like, I, he's like, I went in, I played my guitar part, and I left, and I yeah. never saw anybody else in the band. That's a fucking fantastic song. It is. It's a. I mean, yeah, it's a great song, but they their remake of it is good. Is phenomenal. Yeah, so let me get into the um the other issue of the day that kind of cropped up, and that is um, do you share your passwords for your services with anybody? What do you mean? Like, do you share your Netflix password? No, no. Okay. Um. Well, apparently, I mean, that's a thing. I mean, that's a, been a thing for a long time. Like, I, I, I share, like, with my, my parents. Mm. You know, like, I, I, I was trying to get this, you know, with uh, CBS All Access so my dad could watch Trek. Right. And uh, stuff like that. But, uh, but apparently, like, like and, and companies try to find ways to crack down on this because clearly, you know, CBS doesn't want my dad using my password. He wants my dad. They want my dad to pay the seven wow. bucks. You know. Yeah. Um, and they always try to find workarounds to kind of stop that, but it's it's tough to do. And Netflix has been like the one company that's just like, fuck it, it's, it's gonna happen. We don't care. You know. We'll, we'll yeah. even if you want to pay a little bit more, we'll, we'll let you use have more users online at the same time. That's that's how <laughs> little we care. Like you know. Right. Right. It, it was like. Wow, okay. Netflix is kind of cool about this. Well, apparently Netflix is going to start cracking down on it. Yeah. Um, they are. Let me let me pull up the in, information. But they're, they're testing thanks, a... Thanks, COVID. Uh, I said thanks, COVID. <laughs> yeah, th- 
Thanks, COVID. Um, a new feature, which was getting a limited rollout at this time, could start to signal uh, an effort to crack down on password sharing by the streamer, which lately has begun to shift its formerly passive stance on uh, password policing. According to reports from Gamma Wire and Streamable, Netflix is testing a new feature that could stop viewers from using somebody else's account. Upon login, some Netflix viewers are seeing the following message. If you don't live with the owner of this account, you need your own account to keep watching. To continue <laughs> watching content, they have to first verify the account they're using with a code sent to the email address or phone of the user. If they aren't able to verify the account or opt to verify later, they are prompted to create their own account with a 30-day free trial. So, I get what they're trying to do. Like, to me, the problem with this is, like, okay, I live in the home of the account holder. Nancy's the account holder. She she originally signed up for Netflix like 10 years ago. Right. So, if I pop on Netflix and I get this message and Nancy's not home, I'm going to be pissed. Right. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, that, that's just... Now, I don't know exactly how that works. Like, is like, does Netflix understand, like, okay, so this is our home address, so if this is where we're streaming from, then clearly I live in the same household compared to, like, if it's my dad streaming. Right. You know I mean, like, I, I don't know how exactly that's going to work. But it, it would seem unfair to me, like, to be in that situation where, well, fuck, Nancy's at work. I can't have her pull up an email to tell me the, pat, you know, what what the, the code was that they fucking sent to her. Right. You know, so do, do you think this is a, a lot to do about nothing or, or, or what? Um. Yeah, it's kind of tricky. I, I don't know how they're going to verify anything because you guys aren't married. You know what I mean? Like, right. I'm not married. You know. So every right. time we, you know, Lisa, I think she has also same boat. I, I think she has the Netflix account. <clears throat> so how do you how do you verify? You know what I mean? Like. I don't know. I mean, I have kids in the house too, you know, and they're always right. watching. And, everything. and it's not even like a situation where like I'm watching on like my phone at work or something, you know, like I, I'm, I've only, I only ever watched Netflix in the house. Right. Me too. You know, I'm not somebody who, you know, I'm on the bus and I'm going to watch you know, a show, you know, cause I got, I got a, a 30 minute bus trip ahead of me or something, you know? Well, well, think about school students too. Yeah. They're at school all day. They got two hours before their next class. They're hanging out, you know, they want to watch a movie or something before their next class. And he, you know what I'm saying? Right. Hey, that's a problem too. Or, you know, you're, 
your parents live in Pennsylvania and you're going to Boise State. Right, right. You know, but you're using your parents' information because you're a poor college student. Right, right. You know, that would be a pain in the ass. Right. Well, I think, you know, to tell you the truth, I think a lot of it has to do with COVID. You know, because there's so many people staying in, you know, not doing much of anything. Um, You know. But it just, it seems weird that they're now, like, deciding. Yeah. We're changing our stance on this. Like, before we could kind of care less, but now uh, we got to do something about this. Well, they're seeing an opportunity and they're taking it. I'm sure. Yeah. But it just, it seems. I mean, I'm sure Netflix numbers are through the roof right now. Yeah. Same thing with Prime, same thing with CBS, YouTube. I mean, you name it. Their numbers are through the roof. Well, I mean, like Amazon last week was just <laughs> declaring victory with uh, how many streams of uh, Coming to America 2 they they had. And it's like, like they talked about like how many, they, well, they didn't give specific numbers. They, they said it was one of the, the most viewed um movies ever right which is like i kind of believe that right but what did it do for it? like i like you know like it's like one of those like did unless you're gonna say like you know man we saw a huge bump in subscriptions because of coming to america right you know like otherwise, like I don't see what that crowing about that really gets you. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Streaming services are weird that way though. Like it's like weird, like how like how do you declare victory on something? Like like unless you're seeing like Disney Plus. Like Disney Plus is like over a a hundred million subscribers at this point, I believe. Right. And that's like eighteen months from launch. Right. Less less than eighteen months from launch, that's impressive. You know, I I can't believe like, and in all honesty, it's probably being carried on the back of of the Mandalorian and WandaVision. Right. You know, but still, you know, those are not rookie numbers. You know what I mean? Like that. Right, right, right. Like it, it probably took like Netflix years to build that audience. And I mean, you know, again, maybe some, part of it is right place, right time with the pandemic. But you know, to that's that's the number to crow about. Like you know, look at what we did in, eight, in less than eighteen months. Right. You know, I'm sure Hamilton had something to do with that too. That was a a big thing over the summer. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Hey, Stork, I still haven't fucking watched it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, um, so yeah, like, I mean, it, it doesn't bother me because, like, we, we really don't share our passwords with anybody. Like I said, like, you know, I tried to help out my dad, but his, his receiver, like, he was trying to use his, like, Comcast receiver to, like, you know, and I was, it wasn't working for him. I was like, yeah, we need to get you a new fire stick there, Pop. <laughs> yeah. You know, 
that's the other thing. Like I was talking to my sister, and like, and she is, and I get this. Like, you know, like well, we don't use the fire stick that often, so like when we do it, like you know, spends like forty minutes updating. Like, yeah, yeah, that, that sucks. So you know, because I hadn't even watched the Mandalorian season two yet, and I'm like, mm. I'm sitting there trying to have a conversation with you people, and you're not watching anything I'm watching. <laughs> you know. I mean, that's all I use is a fire stick. I mean, for me. Yeah. It's all I use. I don't pay cable. Either. Yeah, I know. Well, I know. Yeah, you're, you're, you've cut the cord. Like, I, I still have my Comcast. I, I still have Comcast for, like, live stuff. Like, I think it's a Penguin game tomorrow I'm going to watch. You know? Mm, bitch. <laughs> you know. Um. Yeah, that's the only thing I, I fucking can't stand. Yeah. Uh, the only thing. I I can get NFL at the ass. Yeah. But I cannot get fucking Penguin games. Oh, you can't even use an antenna to get that. That's the worst part. And the thing is, too, is like they need to, they need to fucking change that. Because, I mean, the world is changing. Yeah. And there's a... Well, there's uh, that, that might be changing very soon. Um, it's fucking better because i mean i i mean i would pay seriously i would pay 50 bucks a year just the, to watch my hometown team the nhl did just sign an agreement with the worldwide leader oh yeah yeah i didn't know that yeah yeah they just signed a seven-year deal with espn um oh exclusive streaming rights with ESPN plus. Yeah. Um, I can't remember like X amount of games, the NHL finals for the seven years. The pro the problem, the problem becomes though is like, it's because of the regional telecast because, because baseball, hockey and, basketball all suffer the same problem it's if it's available in your region they're gonna black it out nationally yeah football football's the only exception to that rule for like like you could where you can get it on like cbs all access or or fox or like even like yahoo like i could watch fucking steeler games on yahoo yeah you know which i watch on youtube yeah so like it's like this weird thing of like they the NFL has found ways to make that game available to you outside of your normal because they know how important the yeah. fan base is. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I mean the, the NFL I think has it right though. I mean they know how important that fan base is. Right. Like you, you take you... someone steal a game away from them, they're going to be fucking one pissed off motherfucker. And I, I mean, and, and football has the the advantage of like you know it's only once a week, only you know you're only getting one game a week. Yeah. Um. You know, unlike you know a hockey game, you know baseball's every fucking day. Basketball and football, or basketball and hockey, you can get two, two, three, four games a week, depending on you know right. where they're at in the schedule. But like football, right. it's you know one game a week. Let's make sure that in your regional local market, you are getting the game that you're supposed to get. And they can completely take advantage of that too, and they haven't. Right. And I respect that. 
You know but what they, I mean? Like, but but they have if you were if you were living outside of your local region though. Like if you if you lived in Milwaukee and you wanted to watch a Steeler game, you know the only way to get it right now is the NFL Sunday ticket, and you have to have Direct TV for that. Right. You know that is see that. It. See that. You know now Direct TV is giving up the Sunday ticket, and you know apparently it's either going to go to Amazon or. Or ESPN. Mm-hmm. But it's a huge purchase for ESPN. That's why I don't think they're going to do it. That's why I think it's going to go to Amazon. Mm. But then the problem is going to become this. I think the NFL wants Jeff Bezos to buy the Washington Redskins or the Washington football team, excuse me. Yeah. Like, I, I think they are tired of Daniel Snyder's shenanigans, and they want Jeff Bezos to buy the team. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. But how can you justify having his company, who I, I, I guess he's retired from, but still, I'm, you know, I would imagine he is still the, the major stockholder. <laughs> you know, how do you justify having his company spend a billion dollars for the NFL Sunday ticket. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like it, so they're, they're, I'm sure they're going to be like, well, I'm sure we can find another billionaire to buy the damn thing. Look at, look at Shad Khan. He bought Jacksonville. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I got you. So I think, I think it's the whole, the whole thing is interesting, but yeah, I mean, it, it sucks that like, like there's not even like like I said like you can't even like put like an antenna up to get like a hockey game. No. Nah. It's on fucking AT and T. Yeah, I agree. It's horrible. Yeah. Yeah, they, they got to do better in getting like just your local game. Yeah, and, I mean, and hopefully and hopefully like this ESPN deal and I, I think they're gonna do something with NBC as well where. I, I know they are. I know they're going to end up doing something with NBC where NHL games are, are on uh, the USA Network. Yeah. But but still, like, they've, they've got to do something to make sure the, re, you know, you, the cord cutter, are able to at least watch your local team. Yeah, I mean, you have to. Yeah. I mean, come on. I mean, you're just killing so many fans there. Or prospected fans you know what i mean that's that's all three of those sports like that's i mean that's nba that's nhl that's uh major league baseball because like i mean you're i know you don't have any interest in it but like you know you're not watching any pirate games either no i'm not no but you know so it's like one of those weird things where it's like the the those three were gonna like in, in the era of the cord being cut you've got to find a way to get your your average fan to, to be able to see the game in a streaming variety. You have to. Yeah. All right. All right. Well. All right. Well, uh, let's. Uh, this show has just been off the rails. It has been. Yeah. Oh, uh, so let's uh, go ahead and dip our toe in the old mailbag. And as always, 
We start with a good friend, Superfan Thad. There we go. Hello, my two favorite hosts who like to shotgun beers out of each other's cracks. Mm. Yuck. Wow, another amazing episode of WandaVision this week. I can't mm-hmm. believe Vision went from white to purple. Is this the infamous Grimace version? Did, did you watch the making of the of, of no? It was interesting to a certain extent. Was it? Yeah. Like they talked about like how they did like the uh the nineteen fifties version with you know they did it with a live studio audience. Yeah. Um, they did it uh like they used like lighting, like they created the lighting, the same style of lighting and everything, and uh for like that the um the look to get vision right, they instead of him being like the the normal color, they had to do him in purple and then do the layers. So there's there's a lot of interesting things like they they talked about like how they had to do things to get it to look stylistically the same as like a 1950s sitcom. Yeah, yeah. Like even to the point like and I thought this was interesting like even the crew dressed period appropriately. Really? And the audience did as well. Like maybe not so much period appropriate but like everybody was like dressed up like a, you know instead of like showing up and like Sweatpants and a T-shirt, like a, a normal nerd would. Like people, they asked people like come and dress dressed up, like it was an event, because that's what it would have been in the fifties, going to something like that. Yeah. But, like, the, the crew was all like in like coats and ties and stuff like that. Like he would have been back back then. Uh, that's kind of neat. Yeah, like it's kind of interesting how like they 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 worked very hard to create the entire aesthetic of what filming a nineteen fifties sitcom would have been like. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, I thought I thought that was pretty cool myself, um, but it, it was interesting. Like I, I like that behind the scenes type stuff. I I, I loved it with the Mandalorian, especially the first season because it was like eight episodes of like little tidbits here and there that they talked about. Um, yeah. This was just like it was like an hour, but it was like it, it was really well done. I I enjoyed it. It was like if you enjoy shit like that, yeah. um, it was worth it. I, I do dig stuff like that, so I enjoyed it. So I think that's what Thad's referencing. At least I hope so. <laughs> Otherwise, you know, I have no idea what he was fucking torrenting. Right. right. <laughs> you know, it's the wrong version of one division. <laughs> right. Um, Thad continues. Is it illegal to hide in Tim's trash can? Just to get a glimpse of him shaking it in the bathroom. Um, yes. Yes. Yes, it is. Sounds like a Oscar the Grouch Creeper move to me. <laughs> it sounds like it to me, too. I don't, you know, uh, <laughs> I cannot imagine. <laughs> that gets a double yuck. Yeah. <laughs> Oscar. Double. Uh, I will miss the Steel City Con I will not be able to dress up As an adult baby this year But hey there is always Pegging Thursday nights at my house Wow You know somehow I don't think that's a joke 
And somehow I don't think those things mix. Yuck. Yeah, well, like nobody wants to see nobody wants to see Thad going full baby Huey at, at a fucking comic con- convention. No, no, like no, thank you. Like I, I don't want to see that. No. <laughs> just even in my mind, it's just like I'm going yuck. <laughs> Carrying a golf bag around on his naked back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> pasty white Polish skin reflecting the sunlight and blinding us all. Right. Wow, was I lucky this week? No, I did not find a limited release of Marion Ross Panty. And no, I did not find I did not go over Choo Choo Bob's to watch the new porn called Bang Me in the Ass and Call Me Bob. No. I was one of the lucky ones who got to see the Justice League director's cut early. I'm a biased law. Well, I mean, it was listed as Tom and Jerry. Like, it was like people who went to watch Tom and Jerry accidentally got to see the Schneider cut. I don't Hmm. think that's how it worked. Yeah. Um, holy shit, was that movie good? I really can't believe they had Ryan Reynolds guest star as the Green Lantern. At least his costume was not CGI this time. Well, no, I'm not buying that because Ryan Reynolds has vehemently denied that he returned for uh, for that. I could be wrong though, but I'm doubting it. <laughs> It's time for America's new, new, new favorite segment. What is Tim's wiener up to? <laughs> well, this week, Tim sent me a picture of his wiener, and it was gross. Tim's wiener is not feeling good. Tim's wiener has worms. Ew. Ew. <laughs> Have you ever seen a worm come out of a wiener before? It looks like you're ready to pull the string on a party popper. <laughs> Oh, oh man. <sighs> okay, I have to go. Platypus just whispered in my ear. She went, no, no, no. So that's it for our good friend, Superfan Thad. Next up is the otter, better known as Superfan Tim. Nice. Tim Rayson. Hey, Pittsburgh nerds, long, long time no talk. Been busy at, on the old otter ranch. That is correct. My wiener had worms. Good times. <laughs> That's not off-putting at all. Watching a wiener dog crap out spaghetti that moves. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's disgusting. Yeah. As a Westmoreland County resident, we have all received a newsletter about Bill Hillgrove's DUI. (laughs) (laughs) He left his normal watering hole just over the county line in Monroeville and went to a local grocery store to pick up his medicine. Unfortunately, he parked in the middle of the store's window. 
Supposedly, he got the meds and all the way home before the boys in blue got him. Pretty impressive. I saw him at that watering hole a few weeks before the deuce. I thought it was cool. I saw him at the bar. (laughs) Turns out, I guess, a lot of people have seen him at the bar. Like, a lot. Yeah. Yeah, Bill Bill Hillgrove has a uh, very muscular elbow, from what I understand. (laughs) You know. Ian sips there. Yeah. Working my elbow. Yeah, working your Bill Hillgrove elbow. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there's not a doubt in my mind that him and Myron would are were uh, usually shit faced by the uh, the third quarter of a, a Steeler game. Sure, I'm I'm <laughs> positive. But how fun is that? It is. You know what I mean? Like I mean, like everybody's you know, there's going to be a lot of people that are going to poo poo that and be like, oh, it's terrible. Whatever. It's a fucking Steeler game. Yeah. Three quarters of the people in the stands are fucked up. Yeah. I've been there. I know. You know what I mean? Like, so it's even better when the announcers are. You know what I mean? Like, like you could like listen to like a, this is like old town, baby. Yeah. Like you could listen to a steel again, like back, especially back when Cope was part of the announce team. And like, yeah. Like you could just hear like by the third quarter, like Bill Hillgrove just slurring his words a little bit. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. And slash Stewart with the uh the completion to Yancey Thigpen. Twelve yards. Yoy. <laughs> you know. Yeah. I'm sure they had a good time. I mean, seriously. I mean they're whatever. it's old school. What what is it? It's old school. It is. I mean you go to a Steeler game and you go out and you go out in that uh, in the um, I'm trying to say um, pregame stuff in the parking lot. You know what no. I mean? Like people are fucked up. I mean, you know, you know like in the parking lot aren't even going into the game. Like I mean, and I've heard shit like like stories about like you know. Um, Johnny Majors, like, at pit games, before pit games, like, getting all fucked up on, on Jack Daniels. And, like, like Johnny Majors would walk through the parking lot just grabbing shots from people. You know, I mean, it, it, Bill Hillgrove, like, you know, I, I, I was out there earlier, Myron, you know, amongst the people. You know, you know he's, you know, shotgunning a beer here and there. Like, who wants sure. to tell that story? I shotgun a beer of Bill Hillgrove before a Steeler game. I mean, I don't agree with it. I, I let me put this straight. I don't. I don't agree with driving. <laughs> Why you been no. drinking? No, no, at all. Right. I don't. But I mean, whatever. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, I mean, outside of the driving, I, which right. I do not agree with. But I mean, getting drunk at a Steeler game is almost a rite of passage. Right. Even for the yeah, I mean, like, I go down, I, I, <clears throat> we take our beer down, we sit outside and drink a bit before, you know, we get in there, because we yeah. don't want to pay $15 for a beer. Right. 
I don't know. Maybe it's a Pittsburgh thing. I, I don't know. I, no, I, I mean, you look at fucking Buffalo. What? Look at Buffalo. Excuse me, I, I mid burp there. I mean, they're fucking putting themselves through tables pregame. They're right. lighting shit on fire. Can you imagine the parking lot at Green Bay? Oh my god. Half the people are probably fucking frozen. Middle of winter. Yeah. It probably looked like that dude off fucking Scrooge in the fucking sewer. Like, I can't, <laughs> like, I've been the cold games. I cannot imagine watching a game in Lambeau in December mm. or January. Like, I got a taste of that. Yeah. But, um, I did. Um, and I can imagine that's what they deal with on a regular basis versus me just going to one game. That Miami playoff game was the coldest fucking shit I've ever they, fucking dealt they, with. Him they must just like let like it has to be like a two flask minimum that you're allowed to have in there. <laughs> right, dude. You know, because you can't like you just got to have a nipper. Like, yeah, fuck, it's getting cold. Take a little nipper, pass it on. You know, I mean, you, you, I cannot. I, I don't believe that there is a way that like it, people in in Green Bay can get through a game without like at least three nips of whiskey. Oh, there's no way. None. Like I don't care how much hunting gear you've got on. Yeah, you know? I know because I mean like I was when I went to that game, that Miami game, I was fully decked out, and uh, I've never been so cold in my entire life. Yeah, I think I was cold the next day. Yeah, <laughs> like it's like so cold, like you, you you just feel like your core is cold. Yeah, you just can't like, warm up. Yeah, no matter what you do, you go to the bathroom and it's like paradise. Yeah, amongst the piss and vomit. <laughs> yeah, it's like <laughs> that that odd warmth that you should not be enjoying. <laughs> Yeah, you shouldn't. This this is not right in any situation in, in life. Except it's like finding the it's like finding the warm spot in a swimming pool. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, you're right. You are right. Son. <laughs> I shouldn't be staying here, but it's nice and warm. <laughs> you know? Right. 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 Oh. <laughs> um. Otter continues as <laughs> we go way off the fucking rails again. Yeah. Um, I've been saying for years that women's soccer is better than men's soccer. Gladian backs it up for me. I think Sean misspoke when he said women's soccer is the one advantage American women have over the world. I'd wager in most organized sports, women in America have a distinct advantage over the rest of the world. Um, I, I I don't think I misspoke as much as I was trying to explain. Like, is the is the advantage that women have in soccer? Like, you know, we look at men's soccer and we like we say like, why why aren't why isn't the U.S. men's team better? Like, why why can't they get anywhere near a World Cup as compared right. to the women who have dominated for 
for 20 plus years. And I think the, the advantage is that many of these women have grown up playing soccer because of title nine and, you know, and all the other things that go into this. So from, right. a, from that, from that standpoint, yes, there is a distinct advantage that the U S has over the rest of the world in organizing women's soccer. Um, yes, I think when women's basketball, um, there's an advantage. I, I don't, I don't think they have an advantage in volleyball though. Uh, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I, there are a few other teams that do pretty good. Um, you know, gymnastics, eh, yeah, it depends on what mood the Russians are in. Yeah. Right. Um, but I mean, I, you overall, I get oh, your right. point. Like you're right. Like clearly the, the United States because of title nine has gone out of their way to present women with opportunities in sports. Um, yeah. but I, but like, from a soccer standpoint, when we look at it, like, why does men's soccer stink? This is why. Men, men the, the U.S.'s best athletes aren't going and playing soccer. They're, they're playing football. They're playing basketball. Um, you know, they're, they're not turning to soccer. It's, you're, you're getting the third or fourth tier athlete saying, okay, I'll go play soccer, you know, as compared yeah. to women who U.S. soccer is a a bright shining light for young girls to like say I want to do this, right? You know, so that's the difference. Uh, Otter continues. I was in an English style pub in the country of Jordan once. Wow. Yeah. Watching cricket. I said I was going to stay at the pub the whole time until I understood the game. Needless to say, 12 hours later, all I got was blind drunk and still had no idea what the hell was going on. <laughs> I, I agree. That sport is confusing as fuck. It is. Those Penns jerseys Nancy likes. Yeah, I got one of those. Beaver bought it for me years ago with a 66. Solid jersey for the time, but doesn't hold up. Yeah, I, I mean, I I was never a fan of that jersey myself. But, right. you know, Nancy was. Like, I, 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 think, I think the Pens had a lot better jerseys over the years. I'm not quite sure why they went with that one for so damn long. Like it was an alternate jersey that they made their their away jersey, and I was like, "What the fuck were they thinking?" Right. This is awful. <laughs> and I still get confused watching a hockey game and the home team's in the dark color. Right, right. I mean, that's been going on for like 15 years now, and it still confuses the fuck out of me. I'm like, "Who's the home team?" Is this a way game for the pens? They're they're in, oh no no that's right we wear black at home though. Right. Always confuses me. Otter continues. Me and the human pup watch me TV on Saturday mornings. They play the old. Otter continues. <laughs> <laughs> I am disappointed to hear coming to America too blue. Oh well. The odds were against it. They were. They were. All right, gents, I got to go. Stork is pretending to be a woke gentleman 
and is complaining about Counselor Troy being in go-go boots in the first episode of Star Trek The Next Generation. Fucking Troy in go-go boots? Sign me up. Me up. <laughs> mm-hmm. Then he confirms she is, in fact, wearing go-go boots. God damn, Troy gets me warp drive going. Oh, there you go, son. There you go. Yeah, um, for those who don't know, that apparently the um, our good friends, the Besotted Geek, they've completed their run through Star Trek, the original series, and they are now starting on uh, Star Trek The Next Generation. Yeah. And for the premiere episode, for the for the uh, the, the pilot episode, um, they also have friend of the show Jason Brigger from the History of the Bad Ideas podcast on, because mm. Brigger hates Star Trek. Wow. Yeah. So, um, you know that's got. But I I I was intrigued to hear because I I remember like. The first season with Troy being in like the cheerleader costume when it was essentially, yeah. you know, short yeah. skirt, go go boots. Like it was like a that throwback was... to like the uh, the 60s. Yeah. Sinatra yeah. type of shit. Yeah. So I was intrigued to hear, and of course, Stork uh, appalled by this. <laughs> I can't. I gotta what? listen to that episode. I gotta listen to that episode because I, I I know it's just gotta be bonkers. <laughs> you know, just because I know. I mean, you, you know, Brigger. Brigger's not gonna hold back. No. You know, he, he's the type of guy who's gonna just destroy everything that they love. <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, and you have to admit, like. I mean, that pilot episode does not hold up. <laughs> Encounter at Farpoint is, I mean, there's some interesting stuff with Q. That's the stuff that kind of holds up. But like the actual Encounter at Farpoint shit, like you know, I watched that episode. And I'm just like, man, Riker needs to grow a beard. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the manliest beard you'll ever fucking see. Mm-hmm. Ugh. That's it for the show. Uh, anything you'd like to add there, sir? Just Riker and his bed scenes. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, oh. That, 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 I, that, I think that dude clapped more alien cheeks than Kirk ever could. <laughs> I'm telling you. I'm telling you. Like, right, right, like. Riker had like every STD known to the universe, I'll bet. Oh. <laughs> Pimp Daddy. Yeah. It's it, it puts um Spock's light mirror to shame. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, I mean, you just know like alien species. I'll fuck it. <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah. I'm for real. There, place me to put my dick. I'm in. <laughs> he was. A, it's so funny how that character even translated over to Picard. <laughs> yeah. In a, in a sense, you know what I mean. Like, he's still a pimp. 
Yeah, but like I mean, you know, he's a, he's a settled down pimp now. You know, like you know, he, he's he's at the home. He's got his daughter. He's got he's got Troy. Still looking fine. Nice. He's still looking. Yeah. Oh, I have no doubt. I'm, I'm sure the second he took command of that starship, he was like, "Hello, ladies." You know what he's thinking when he's rubbing underneath of that chair. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's not a battle. (laughs) (laughs) (sighs) Oh, that's too much. (laughs) Commander Riker, we salute you. (laughs) We salute you, sir. Here's your cop. <laughs> the, the, the greatest advertisement for Starfleet. You want to clap alien cheeks like Cap Commander Riker? Sign up, son. Yeah, right. It almost yeah. sounds like a Starship Trooper sign up. Yeah. Riker and some ends to like forming the wobbly H high five and like, <laughs> point yeah. the camera. <laughs> uh. You've heard of the Eiffel Tower. You haven't seen it very yet. Yeah. <laughs> Riker's wobbly H. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, we're going to hell. Yeah, we are. All right. Other than, than Mac Daddy Riker, is there anything else you like to add to the proceedings? No, I'm good, son. Remember, there are a number of different ways you can reach out and touch us. Uh, you can send us hey. an email like these fine folks have. That email address is pittsburghnerd at yahoo.com. Uh, you can also find us on Facebook and Twitter. Just search Pittsburgh Nerd. We're really, really easy to find. And... We are a member of a number of, excuse me, podcasting networks. You can find us on the Tangent Bound Network, the Weeby Geeks Network, and the Pod Breed Network. Uh, just give them a Google search, and you'll find all the other great podcasts they have to offer. And lastly, as always, we want to thank you, dear listener, for checking us out each and every week. We can't thank you enough for your support. It means the world to us. It does. And so on that note, the dreamer has awakened. Peace.